Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we're doing a man-gen magic episode with two of our manifesting generators out of our recommended reader community. And we're really excited to share their wisdom with you. I think anytime you get to hear a manifesting generator talk, especially these two women, their energy just amplifies you and expands you because that's what manifesting generator magic is. It's this expansive and igniting kind of energy. So we're excited to hear from these women and there's no better way to learn from firsthand experience. Um, but we also just wanted to talk a bit about manifestor, manifesting generators in the beginning here. You know, one of the big things when you first discover your design and you discover your type, I feel like you kind of resonate with a few core pieces of understanding what your type is. And for a lot of manifesting generators, the first thing that resonates with them and that gives them so much freedom and liberation is hearing that they're designed to be multifaceted beings. You know, many manifesting generators, the one of the biggest core wounds that they can carry is feeling like they never really found their thing because they're designed to be multifaceted. So they feel like they're um, a jack of all trades, a master of none. So that's kind of like the core thing that really stands out. And I think that that's one of the most liberating things as a manifesting generator is embracing that and seeing that as your greatest strength because it truly, truly is. Yeah. Manifesting generators, you are amazing. You literally can do it all. It's just, do you want to? And do you have energy to it to do it? And are you feeling joyful and free and playful? Those signposts in your life, like is your life feeling delicious and exciting and expansive? Or is your life feeling stuck and um, kind of like you're dredging through the mud? Those are the signposts for you to kind of always be checking in in your life for those two things to see kind of where you are in alignment and are you operating in a way that's truly honoring your energy or in a way that's holding you back. So we, our hope for all mangens everywhere is that they experience freedom and that they get to share their efficiency and their magic and their expansiveness with everyone else. Getting a reading from a manifesting generator Every single time that I've observed a man-gen doing a reading, especially these two women here that we're going to talk with, they point out things in a way where they're connecting dots that I didn't necessarily see before, or they're sharing information in a way that's really efficient, but really impactful. It's such man-gen vibes and it's so amazing to see. And of course, if you're a man-gen, it feels really nourishing and good. Like, okay, give it to me. I'm ready. Let's do it and, and be done. Um, so I can get the most out of it. And that feels really good too. I mean, all the different types, there's a special flavor that they 
that they give you, the special gift that they give you when they're doing a reading for you. But getting one from a mansion feels a little bit like electrifying, which I love. Totally. Yeah. I always say that like with manifesting generators, they just remind me of, I always think in emojis. So manifesting generators remind me of a lightning bolt emoji and also (laughs) someone doing a cartwheel with rainbows and sparkles emoji, because those are the two energies that I feel after being around a manifesting generator. You feel electrified and excited. And there's this catalyst energy because they do have that initiating energy with the manifesting side of their energy. And I think, you know, as far as being a manifesting generator and learning about human design and getting a human design reading, permission is such a big word for everyone, no matter what your type is, definitely. But I have found that permission, giving permission to be who you are, especially feels nourishing for manifesting generators because they're the energy type that can often have the most discord with our traditional school system because our traditional schooling is like, sit in your chair, follow the rules, do what I tell you, don't think ahead. Um, You know, you have to go at this pace and you have to sit down and you don't have permission to follow your own things that you're wanting to learn and to be on your own timeline and to take breaks and to play and explore. Like there's a lot of that like rule following. So a lot of manifesting generators can feel this wound of like, am I a good enough student? And if I limit myself, if I box myself in, if I shrink myself, then I will be someone that is accepted in society. And human design is giving you that permission slip to just let go and to expand and to take a break and play and to move faster than other people so that you finish early and you can pivot and do something else with that spare time. It's like, all of that inner child work of not being allowed to have that freedom, not being allowed to be as multifaceted as you are, all of that really lifts with human design. So I think it's so beautiful to be able to talk to manifesting generators, like to a lot of my friends, like just being that voice and and transmitting that human design wisdom code of giving people permission to be who they are has felt so powerful. Like so many of my manifesting generator friends have come to me and said like, yeah, I really want to try this new thing, you know, this new part-time job. But when I really think about it, I'm like, is that something I'm going to do forever? And if I do that, is that the only thing that I want to do? And I'm like, listen, you're a man, Jen, like go ahead and do that thing. If you're feeling excited about it and you want to try it, go for it. And that might be the thing that magnetizes other opportunities that come in at the same time. You might have three part-time jobs that are happening at once, and that might be the flow that feels the most liberating and exciting and expansive to you. So it's really beautiful because it takes off the pressure of like, I want to try this one thing, but if I try it, then do I have to stick with it forever? Do I have to see it through forever? Is it the only thing that I'm going to do? And human design is this permission slip to say, no, the more things that you want to try, the more important thing is following the passion, following that lit up energy and that curiosity that makes you just want to jump right in there with that sacral energy. Yes. And a lot of mansions, especially from a young age, I feel like there's there's two sides. There's and similarly to manifestors, um, but with this word permission that you're you're sharing here, um, there's either one, you end up really being a good student and boxing yourself in and like feeling like you have to walk on eggshells around everyone and really people please, or you go on the other spectrum of like, I don't need anyone's permission and I'm not going to ask for permission. I'm not going to like even think about it. Like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and it's my way or the highway and that's it. 
And even giving permission to those people who are like, I don't need your fucking permission to do anything because the truth is you don't, right? Like you're your own authority. Um, that softens that that edgy, rebellious, like F you kind of energy that can be fueled from, you know, trauma and conditioning from childhood um, where you were never given permission to be your full expression. You were told that you had to box in, so you're rebelling against that. Um, giving permission to those people in your life and saying to those mangens, like, you can quit. You can change your mind. You can do many different things that don't make sense. You cannot have a plan at all and just be living in this moment and figuring it out. Like, you can. It's okay. I accept you. I love that about you. I love how free you are. Saying that out loud to your man-gen friends or family or partners or whoever is so liberating. And it's such... It feels like a hug of like, oh, great. Like, I didn't need your permission, but now I feel like that edge is off. Like, I'm not trying to prove that it's my way or the highway. It, it takes that bit of edge off. Because obviously, the sweet spot as a man-gen is being in a place of, I'm doing what I want and what is exciting to me and expansive for me. And I'm sharing in that with other people who are wanting to. And in a way that feels loving and exciting and inclusive versus in a way that's destructive, right? In a way that's like, I'm going to burn this fucking house down if I don't get to do what I want because of trauma that they're facing from a young age. So there's always a sweet spot. With manifestors, we've talked about this. It's like either people pleasing or being super rebellious. And that sweet spot is like, I'm doing what I want, but with love and kindness. And I'm including you in that. It's the same with mansions, but I I notice it more with like that word permission of Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to be doing what I want today, but in a way where you're included and you can come along for the ride if you want. And it's not just all about me. Yeah. And that's like a really good point. I wanted to talk about being a manifesting generator. You are technically a variation of the generator type. So in like very traditional first wave human design, there's only four types, right? And generators and manifesting generators are the same type of generator. And that is true. Manifesting generators are a generator because they have this defined sacral. And that's such a defining characteristic that that really is like your whole way of operating is with that sacral response, living in response to the world around you and really utilizing that sacral energy. But the difference here is between a generator and a manifesting generator is so strong because of this manifesting energy. For us, when you're around the aura of a generator, they feel so warm and cozy and kind of easy or peaceful. Whereas for a manifesting generator, there's an unmistakable manifester flair of feeling like this catalyst, feeling like this initiating person, feeling like someone who sparks you, right? And then also you have this generator qualities too, of feeling warm and open and enveloping and easy to share energy with, right? People can be really charged up by both generators and manifesting generators. But this manifester side of a man-gen is so important that we really always like to talk about man-gens as their own type because it is so different, right? So embracing this manifester side of you, if you're a manifesting generator, is always going to be about informing. It's always going to be about freedom, about liberation, like these themes that Shana was talking about. Um, But your main 
strategy in life is still always to live from a place of response, to really listen to what your sacral's energy is responding to around you, but then to inform, inform, inform along the way. And that really feels like a practice that informing, and it is, it's something that you have to constantly be nurturing and giving energy to, but it's beautiful because just like a manifester, the more that you inform as a man gen, the easier your life gets, the more permission people around you end up giving you, the more acceptance you'll feel if you're just informing and letting people know what's going on inside of you, what you're thinking of doing, what you're over, how you're feeling, et cetera. Um, All of those things make it so much more easy. So I wanted to say like kind of the big categories that you'll really resonate with the generator versus the man gen. The man gen one is the informing part, needing to do that, but maybe not necessarily realizing that. But then once you do it, you feel how helpful it is. And also that freedom part and also the the quitting things easily and feeling like I'm over this, I'm bored with it. That's more of that manifester side. So manifestors feel that way as well. They start a new project and they do it and they get a lot done within that project. They set a lot into motion in a short amount of time. And then they might feel like I've outgrown that, right? It was a season of my life. It was a chapter of my book, but now you're feeling like the chapter's closed. So it's really important to honor that manifestor energy within you and to be open to constantly changing and evolving and creating new chapters. And I think the the conditioning around quitting and the conditioning around being hardworking, which AKA means sticking with something for years and years, that conditioning is so strong for every single person, no matter what your type is. I have felt the conditioning for those two things, even though I'm a projector. I felt like I have to be hardworking. I have to stick with something. If I started this project, I have to see it through for years. Otherwise, people are going to think that I'm not hardworking and lazy. And of course, for me, that really stems from having an undefined ego center and an undefined sacral. But for, for manifesting generators and manifestors, that pressure can feel so intense. But breaking those expectations and being like, if I'm over this, I'm going to inform about it. I'm going to let people know that I feel like it's run its course in my life. I feel like I'm turning a new chapter. And just that informing, you'll be shocked how much other people understand you and they get on board and they support your evolution instead of kind of giving you flack about it or giving you resistance about it. Yeah, I feel like the the two most nourishing medicines for mangens is informing where it feels like medicine, right? Of like, oh, I don't want to take this, tastes bad, but then it's so nourishing and you're like, wow, this really served me. And then the other one is pumping the brakes a bit, like slowing down just a bit. And I think that when mangens hear like, you know, slowing down, it feels like, oh, that really resonates. I do need to slow down. I've been going a million miles a minute. And then they can teeter into the the side of of feeling frustrated in their own body because they're just so focused on slowing down where they feel like nothing's happening and like, what am I even doing? And like, what's even happening? So it's, I like to say pumping the brakes where you are have the intention of saying, I'm going to slow down and be more present and focus on what's actually in front of me and be here with this meal, be here with this conversation, be here with this project that I'm working on. And then once I feel satisfied in that conversation or meal or project, whatever, then I'm going to go back to my like, what's exciting? What do I want to do next? Being fast, being efficient, and then having the intention of, okay, and now I'm going to slow down a little bit and pump the brakes. So we're not saying for mangens when we say slow down to be a generator and be, you know, 
really just present and focused on your day-to-day things. We're saying pump those brakes, bring moments of presence and stillness because you're still meant to be fast and efficient and get shit done and be forward thinking and all of those things is part of your magic. Um, It's about balance and having both in your life and then informing along the way. So those are my two medicines that feel really nourishing once you actually apply them for mangens. And it honestly, it just, it does. It brings so much balance to your life and it feels like, okay, I am an active participant in all of the things that are happening in my life versus sometimes mangens who are going a million miles a minute and are always thinking about what's next, what's next, feel like they're missing out on their life Mm -hmm. or they feel like their life is chaotic and they don't know why, or they feel like they're all over the place and everybody else thinks they're all over the place. And then it just compounds that conditioning of being flaky and feeling unreliable or feeling all over the place. So knowing that pumping the brakes, informing, those are your two main main focuses. And I absolutely love those because it's kind of like the manifestor side and the generator side, the manifestor being the informing and then the generator being pumping the brakes. And I like to say the phrase, stop and smell the roses, you know, like slowing down just a bit can sound like slowing down. I don't want to, if you're a man, Jen, and you're, you can be this energizer bunny sometimes, but stop slowing down to smell the roses, stop and smell the roses is enjoying your life enjoying the deliciousness of the little moments, the things that are right here. Because for anyone that's a sacral being and they're living in this state of response, I think there can be this really big fear that if I'm designed to be magnetic and let life come to me and then respond, what if nothing comes, right? And they can sort of feel like they're only waiting for giant, huge opportunities to come in or giant, huge signs. But the truth is something delicious is always in front of you. A beautiful cloud that comes by, a beautiful bird that is singing in your yard, delicious food, stretching and moving your body and dancing. These small moments, if a manifesting generator can stop to smell the roses and can slow down and can combine that deliciousness in presence, it makes their life so much more grounded, so much so much more rich. They end up being actually more efficient in the end because they don't skip steps and then make a mistake and have to go back. So even though like that slowing down can feel sort of scary in your mind when you first hear it, if you think about the deliciousness that you let in through being in a state of presence, I feel like it really shifts that for you. So I'm excited for anyone listening to apply those two tips and to see how it goes. And um, I've loved getting to share our take on manifesting generators, but as two projectors, obviously we love observing the manifesting generators in our life. One of our closest besties, you all know her spirit sis is a manifesting generator. She's an amazing expander for anyone who's a man gen that owns a business or wants to become a human design reader or an astrologer. She's always doing all of her passions and she never limits herself. So she's also a screenwriter and an actress and works behind the scenes on movie sets and is always like writing and doing different courses and allows herself to have many different modalities that she works with, like astrocartography and, you know, all of the things that she does. And so I think that that's such an amazing thing to, for us to be able to witness mangens in our life. We're passionate about it. So we've been really happy to get to just share some insight with you all. But yeah. of course, the greatest juice is learning from mangens themselves. Yes. And I just want to say for all the mangens listening who feel like, because we hear this a lot, who feel like 
I'm not an energizer bunny and I don't have a bunch of variety going on that there can be a few things there. One, you could have more generating energy. Two, you could be burnt out in your life and in your work. And so if you're burnt out, you're not going to be an energizer bunny that's that has all this variety and deliciousness and excitement and forward progress in your life. Um, and, and three, I want to say that that forward... Uh, skipping steps, kind of not stopping and smelling the roses can be in your mind too, where your mind is, you know, 10 steps ahead and you're not here smelling those roses like Dana was saying and taking in the deliciousness of being present. So um, there's so many different ways that variety can show up in your life. We see a lot of mansions who are like, I do this one thing. I don't have 10 different jobs like Spirit Sis does. Um, I have this one thing that I'm really passionate about. But having every day look different, having every day have the freedom for you to do what it is that you want to do, having variety within that thing that you're really passionate about, where it's not just one size fits all. That's what we're looking for here as a mansion. Freedom, variety, play, expansive, and energized. And if you're not energized, looking at the things in your life that you are people-pleasing or that you are sacrificing yourself for or where you are playing small, those are the things that are really draining you. So I just wanted to add that tidbit because we hear all the time, I'm a mansion and I don't have any energy or I only have one thing I'm passionate about. Should I have more? Should I quit my job? Should I stop this project? And no, it's all about listening to your body, following that excitement and cutting out the things that are really draining you. So that way you have more liberation to get more energy and spread that energy to others. So we're really excited to hear from these two amazing mangens, our recommended readers, and they just have so much wisdom to share and we love them so much. This is a big part of our passion is amplifying other people's voices because everybody has wisdom and magic to share. And we have seen it so much from these women here. So we're excited for you to see it as well. All right. So we want to welcome on our guest, Alyssa Hahn. Alyssa is a 3-5 emotional manifesting generator. And we're so excited for this conversation because everything that uh, Alyssa was sharing before this, we're like, let's just turn on the recording already because we're excited to learn from you and to jump into it. So I know that you guys are going to love it too. But Alyssa, thank you so much for being here. How are you doing today? I am doing really well and I'm super happy to be here. I'm a longtime listener of your podcast and I did um, your program to learn how to be a human design coach. So I'm, um, I just feel so honored and special to be here today. I love it. We feel honored and special to have you here today. Just to learn from you, you have so much wisdom and, and guidance. So can you share a bit about what it is that you do and teach and some of your offerings and your journey so far? Sure. So um, in true man gen form, I can't just pick one thing to do. So I'm a human design reader, but I'm also a theta healer. So this is an intuitive energy healer. So I have a connection to source where I get information about people's limiting beliefs and their struggles that are holding them back. And then I witness healing on them. So it sounds woo-woo, but it's transformed my entire life, the lives of many of my clients. And um, yeah, I love combining the two, human design and theta healing, because human design really shows you where you're out of alignment and what fears you need to overcome. So I help people remove those fears and lean into trusting their intuition so that they can move forward on their life's purpose. Wow. I 
I love combining human design with other modalities because I think it's just, it really can be applied to so many different things, but it it's like even more impactful when you use it with different healing modalities. And theta healing is so um, personal and, and deep in like... Uh, like real time healing. And mm-hmm. so applying it with this very like more practical, mechanical, um, like uh, chart with human design, I think it gives you just like a really well holistic view of how somebody can grow and change and heal. So that's really exciting. And I love that you are pairing them together. And of course, as a manjin, it just feels so, so perfect. Um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it truly is. I think it's so cool too, because there are things, of course, that your human design will not tell you about your life and your experience. For example, you know, the limiting beliefs that you're holding on to because of your conditioning, and they're not actually yours to hold, maybe. They're not a part of your soul's life plan or blueprint for you, but you still might be experiencing them because of the profound conditioning or the trauma that you've experienced in your life. Like, so coming at, you know, a, a healing journey with all of these different lenses and angles, just so beautiful. And it's beautiful to see how each person feels called and how their strategy and authority guides them to be able to guide in that way. It's really cool. And I love it. It's so man-gen, true man-gen fashion too. Um, But I wanted to ask you, how did you feel when you discovered being a manifesting generator? Like what were the big aha moments for you? And how did you give yourself permission to start changing your life after having that discovery of your design? Yeah. So I felt relieved because when I discovered my human design, I think at age 31, 32, I had felt like a big failure in my life. Like I felt like I couldn't hang on to one interest. Like I was kind of all over the place. Like I I had a double major in college. Like I couldn't pick. Right. And um, we're sort of conditioned to just like, well, just follow one direction, pick one thing and stick with it. And I couldn't even like keep a job for longer than a year. Not that I couldn't keep it or hold it down. I just chose to leave because I would get bored. And so I ended up with like 10 different jobs in my twenties, right? <laughs> just because I, and I'm a, I'm a three, five too, right? So I, I need all these experiences. So knowing my human design is a three, five man gen, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to have all these different interests. I'm supposed to try all these things and have experiences. And then the other part about being a man gen is you're impactful and you're inspiring. And that's something that I was like very um, hesitant about because I was super shy for most of my life. And I didn't feel like I was special. And so knowing that, you know, I have this voice, this manifesting power, I'm like, oh, I, I should lean into this. I should try. And um, it's been um, really impactful and it's helped my self-confidence tremendously. Wow. Yeah. That acceptance of like, I'm meant to be felt Instead yeah. of like, I'm too much, I'm being felt too much, or I need to hide, hide away and not be seen. Yeah. Um, and giving yourself that permission to to come out. And, and of course, having this languaging then in your 30s, I'm sure that's impacted like your relationships with your partner or your you have children too, and you're mm-hmm. about to have another child. How has that been in like your family and like personal dynamics? Um, it's been amazing, especially with my son. So I have one son who is three and a half and learning his design. He's a projector, just like you two. Um, I, 
you know, I think it really prepared me to raise him in a way where he can really shine. So I make sure that I give him the invitation a lot, right? Um, I, I ask him open-ended questions. I try not to be like, yes or no, right? I, I try and get him to think and to use and share his wisdom. I also know that because he has an open sacral, right? Like, and he's around manifesting generator and generator parents, like he gets wound up really easily. So we have this bedtime routine where we read a book and we calm down so that he's ready for bed. Also giving him like alone time is very important as well. Um, And that was, you know, that was hard because the first year and a half of his life before I knew his design, he was never alone. And I had to like kind of wean him off. <laughs> let him, wow. let him, yeah. Yeah. And now I'm pregnant with my second and I think she's going to be a generator. Just looking at her chart, it it's looking like she'll be a generator. Wow. So two yeah. mansion parents and then a projector and a generator. I know having the due date, I'm like looking ahead with human design, I keep saying all the time, like when you know better then you can do better. Like if you have this information, how can you not look ahead? Of course, it's like Mm -hmm. whatever their design is, it's what they they chose and they're meant to have. And it's going to be beautiful and all the lessons. But it's amazing that you can look ahead and see, oh, I think my baby's going to be a generator. And what are all the things that I can learn or start actively you know, just holding space for now before they're even here, um, I think is really exciting. It's so fascinating to me. Um, I wanted to ask for other parents or people who are coming into this space, wanting to really use human design to navigate parenting and raising their children. What is your, I guess, some of your insights or observations or guidance there? Oh, gosh. Um, well, prepare, right? Know, know your child's design and be open to it. And I think working, I work with parents sometimes and their kids and, um, a lot of parents are like, my child should be this way. Like, I don't know why my child's so problematic. Um, and one thing that I like to see is like, where are the parent centers open and where are the children? Like, where are they defined? Because often the child is like teaching you something. So asking the parents, like, what is your child trying to teach you here when you are struggling? That's something that we talk about. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's different depending on, you know, everybody, they're like 2 billion different designs, right? (laughs) (laughs) And something, something I think that's really beautiful. You were saying about your own experience being a man, Jen, you know, we like to ask people a lot, like, or people ask us a lot, how did your life change after you knew that you're, you're a projector, that you, after you knew you were a man, gen, et cetera. And it's crazy that just the awareness, that's it. Like you're not even really, you know, necessarily changing huge ways that you move through the world, but instead you have this awareness that it's okay. And it's like this level of acceptance. And it's crazy the way that just awareness alone, no action taken 
um, can neutralize something, can change something. Of course, there's a lot of action steps that we can take. We can start leading into our strategy and authority and all of the different things. But it's crazy, I think, in parenting, you know, just having this awareness about your kid, it neutralizes that feeling of like, I just don't get it. So it's driving me crazy. And then once you get it, it's like, aha, this is why I can let go of that. And I was curious, you know, being a manifesting generator, do you have any advice for people who have a manifesting generator child? Like maybe things that you like to kind of offer mm. up or specific, like maybe just even one tip for that? Um, yeah, if there, I guess one thing that I, I was raised by man-gen parents, mm-hmm. right? And one thing that happened was um, I would have these interests or I would express my likes and dislikes, my uh-huhs or my uh-uhs. And my parents would be like, no, that's wrong. Or no, like, actually, that singer is really good when I thought, you know, she wasn't good, for example. And it it made me question my taste in everything. So, um, you know, just being cognizant of what your child likes and dislikes. And maybe it's different than what you like and dislike. And that's okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. We yeah. like to call the many sacrals in a room together. Sometimes the battle of the sacrals because one sacral Mm -hmm. is like, yes, I want it. Yes. It's amazing. The other person's like, nope, I don't want that. And there can be like, okay, how can we allow these different paths in the same room together? And that's its own challenge, but also its own beauty versus, you know, you being a sacral being, and then your child being a projector and having that undefined sacral. Um, the dynamics of that are just so different and, you know, neither is better or worse. Of course, they both have their amazing qualities and they both have their challenges, but it's really interesting to hear that. And it's also, I also think it's always so fascinating when you're raised by a parent in at the, as the same type as you, but they've lived in a place of conditioning or a lack of awareness. Like some people just so naturally live their type. And then some people live in such a source of conditioning that that's almost a really interesting journey to look at too. And it kind of brings me more into, you know, thinking about the the theta work that you do, the theta healing work that you do. Um, You know, one of the parts of human design that we find the most fascinating is actually looking at like sort of the cosmic karma behind it. Maybe even like your relationship with your parents from past lives or things that you're kind of set, like just like deeper things that you can really feel that add to your human design journey. But I'm just curious to ask a little bit more about theta work and how did you get into that? And have you always been someone who's really been able to tap into your intuition or was that a process for you? It was a process. And you know what? Um, I found human design first and following my strategy and authority to take a theta healing class was a huge like win for me because I, my thought at first when I saw a theta healing class was being taught was like, who am I to presume that I'm intuitive? But I really wanted to. My sacral was like, go for it. Emotionally, I was like, yes, I need to do this. So I signed up and found that I was good at it. And looking more into my human design chart, I saw I had the channel of abstraction and the channel of curiosity. So I have a direct connection to source that goes all the way down to my throat. And it's all about looking at past lives, at history. And so I get these images in my head often. I'm, I'm clairvoyant and clairaudient. Um, and it's really helpful, you know, if, if somebody, for example has a fear of failure, right? Maybe they have gate 32 in their chart and we can look, where does that fear of failure come from? And sometimes it comes from this life. Maybe you witness your 
father failed his business, but it can also come from past lives. It can come from your ancestral history as well. So um, sometimes, you know, people feel like, oh, I've always felt like a failure, right? Where does that come from? Theta healing is an excellent tool to figure out the origin. Mm-hmm. Wow. So helpful because I, one of my favorite things is to look at the spleen and the fears or the profound power and trust that can come from these energies that we're born with. And being able to dive into more of that, um, like that ancestral or that past life or that parallel life or or where that trauma might be coming from or why you've been experiencing the lowest expression of that gift instead of like, and really struggling to get into the highest expression, like removing those roadblocks from a intuitive and energy healing place, I think is so helpful and so needed. I just love it. And I love, I just love your energy in general. When we like your readings are so helpful and practical, but also like meet people where they're at. And so, um, and it just feels so clear and safe and exciting. And I think that initiation that you bring to it with your sparkly, uh, initiating um, Manjin aura, (laughs) I think is also so special. So I'm just really grateful. And I'm curious, um, well, a a few things. I wanted to ask you if there's anything that you feel our audience needs to know right now, like anyone in this human design space or anything about human design or about your journey or about anything that comes to mind that you just really want to share with our audience. Oh, about human design. Um, It's an experiment. So don't hang on to it too tightly, you know, like I think something I um, struggled with is like, well, this is who I am and this is who I got to be. And um, leaning into it more is like, well, it's it's an experiment. Let's see if this works or if it doesn't work. And for the most part, it works. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, one thing that I found myself caught up in as a as a generator type is I would just like wait for things to come to me and respond to them. But that really wasn't um, generating a lot of movement. And then I leaned more into starting things, right? I I have gate 53, the gate of starting. I'm a manifesting generator. I should be initiating, right? But I sort of got too cozy into the, oh, I'm just going to wait to respond, right? But you got to put yourself out there. You got to put yourself in front of different things. And it it might not always work out, um, but usually it does. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so mm-hmm. important. Like you have to put yourself literally in front of different things to respond to them. Um, yeah. Like literally move your body or go online or have a conversation. Like you ha- you can't respond to life just by hiding or being on your couch it's, you got to go be and see life to respond to it. And I learned that from the two of you, because when I first mm-hmm. got my design, I was very much in the in response piece. Right. Um, and doing your program, like I, I learned exactly what it meant to be a manifesting generator and, and a generator too. Like you, you have to move your body. You have to go in front of different things to yes. see how you respond. 
Yeah. It's so interesting how when we first hear our design, it's this sigh of relief. And then we can go into these phases where we then use it as a crutch to excuse, (laughs) you know, excuse not needing to take action or put yourself out there or be vulnerable. And, you know, the biggest thing is when you are really living your design, you're doing it right. You are going to feel like, oh, this is a little bit scary. This is pushing my limits. I'm being, I'm being vulnerable. I'm being brave. I'm being courageous. But behind all of that vulnerability and courage and bravery will be your self-theme. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you feel satisfied by pushing yourself and being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and taking those action steps, um, it's just so beautiful to witness. But that's why I think it's so beautiful to have guides like you that are really embodying your design. It just is like this quantum leap for people to even be in your energy. Um, Because we could talk about human design all day long and we do. And so does everyone. There's so much to say. There's so much to say, but it's like seeing someone live it and be it and be that vibration, it transcends all the words that we're trying to use to talk about this energetic system, this energy in our body. So I really want to thank you for coming on today and sharing your genius. I'm excited for everyone who can book a reading with you and learn more from you. And where can people look at your offerings and follow more content about you on your platforms? Yes. Yeah, so you can go to alyssahan.com or you can follow me on Instagram at alyssahanhealth. So I'm, I forgot to mention, I'm also a health coach, although lately most of my business has been coming in as data healing and human design reading. <laughs> so that's sort of where my energy is right now. But um, I also have a background as a health coach and know a lot about nutrition and lifestyle medicine as wow. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic Manjin vibes. And I yes, love it. Classic Manjin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so helpful. So holistically, like we could do this, we could do that, we could do this. And I think that that's really what I've needed in my own healing journey is to not just have one thing, but to have many different options to explore and have like amazing growth from. Um, so I just, your energy just feels so clear and healthy and. I'm just really excited. I'm just excited to be connected. So thank you so much for coming on with us today and for your offerings. And also for everyone listening, you can find Alyssa on our website, dailylunarlife.com. She's listed as a recommended reader and you can watch her video and um, check out her website and all of her different offerings, her bio there. So thank you, Alyssa. We're so excited to just see what's next. Yeah. And thank you, Shana and Dana, for sharing your wisdom. I think the two of you do a beautiful job of explaining human design and terminology that everybody um, can digest with ease. And I really appreciate that about the both of you. Mm, Thank you. Our little projector asses are like, the recognition feels so good. (laughs) Um, But we really, we're just this space. There's so much room for wisdom and um, channeling human design and weaving it with other systems. And I really see that in this new paradigm. It's going to be human design paired with hypnotherapy or theta healing or like manifestation or jumping timelines or breath work, like all these different modalities that help us heal health and like our Western medicine, pairing it with these energy systems that help us understand ourselves at such a deeper level. Um, And I just, I'm just really excited for the future. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to be there already, but (laughs) we're here and that's great. (laughs) Love where we're at, but 
Amazing. Okay. Well, I can't wait to go connect with your other offerings. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you both. Here at De Luna, one of the biggest things we're passionate about is resting. As two projectors, reclaiming our rest has radically transformed our lives. And we feel so passionately about spreading that message. If you're a non-energy being, but even if you're a sacral being, rest is part of celebrating ourselves and listening to our body and living our authenticity. Yeah, there's so many ways to reclaim your rest. And my favorite way, our favorite way is through the way that we dress ourselves and the attire that we literally wear at work or in workshops or out in the world, but also at home while we're working from our computers. So our favorite brand ever is Lunia. And that's because their restwear is so luxurious. It's so high quality. It's all washable silk and it lasts forever. But also it looks legit. Like you can wear that out to the grocery store and people won't really know that you're in your pajamas, but you will know, your soul will know that I literally am still in pajamas and I might change my pajamas that I'm wearing throughout the day based on my, you know, mood or this these are my work pajamas and these are my like lounge pajamas, but honestly, every single pajama that I own at this point is Lunia because the quality is just so good. I started getting Lunia years ago and most clothes when you wash them, you know, they don't last that long and I kind of hit a point in my life where I wanted to buy quality over quantity. I wanted clothes that really would last me a long time and still look really good and feel good on my body. And that really is what Lunia is all about. So I've been obsessed with Lunia. We are so excited to be able to share Lunia with you as well. And we can offer you 15% off of your first order with Lunia. And you can find the link in the show notes below. Use code DAYLUNA for that 15% off. And trust me, it is worth it. Share it with your partner. Share it with your friends. If you're wanting to have them gift you something for your birthday or for the holidays. This honestly is like the most dreamiest gift ever. It's the gift that I've received for the last four years for every single event in my life. I just want more Lunia. They have robes, they have PJs, they have sets and honestly, anything you could ever need. So check that out below. And we're so excited for you to lean into more rest energy in your life. All right. So our next guest is a 4-1 sacral manifesting generator, Kelly Harrington. And Kelly is one of our beloved sisters from Costa Rica. So it just feels so good to be recording together. We're both wearing amazing, beautiful earrings that inspired me right off the bat because everyone listening knows that jewelry is my love language. But Kelly, we're so grateful to be here with you. How are you doing today? Thank you. I am doing so awesome, especially after seeing you too. Thank you for this opportunity. I cannot wait to yes. just have this deep dive with you guys. Yes. Thank you. Feels like such a blessing. And I'd yeah. love to start out with you just introducing yourself to our audience. Like, Tell us a bit about your human design offerings, any other things that you do teach and share, and sort of a bit about how you came into sharing what you're sharing currently. Oh, gosh. Okay. So I am a registered dietitian. I've been a registered dietitian for 23 years. And... So when I found human design, I started noticing a lot of, um, I guess, similarities between what I'm seeing in my clients and wanting to help my clients with on a, from a nutrition standpoint and their health goals. And then how energetics I feel can really play a role in that. So when it comes to my offerings, I do have like a health 
and nutrition and human design offering. And then of course I do, you know, 90 minute reading one-on-one. I could do a 90 minute or two hour reading with a parent and a child. I love to see that dynamic between mom and son or dad and son or whatever the case may be, even two kids because I'm also a mom and I have two boys age 10 and 11 and understanding their human design has really, really helped me parent them from like this totally different perspective where I feel like I might've been parenting based on how I was parented. And then when I found out their human design, that helped me understand that that doesn't work necessarily for my kids. And I've got to adjust my approach with them. So I think my offerings are fairly basic, but I do really like to look at the health and nutrition side of things when I talk to people. Yes. I love it so much. And we'll definitely get into parenting more because Kelly is a genius with really integrating human design with her kids and with parenting. We are constantly inspired by witnessing her and learning from her. So we're excited to get into that. But first I wanted to ask you, Kelly, tell us a bit about your story, discovering your own design. Like, How did you feel when you discovered you were a man, Jen? What changes in your life did you start making after that? How was that journey for you in your own discovery of your design? Mm. I read, I do remember it like it was yesterday, actually. It's one of those moments that I feel like I'll never forget. So it was your guys' podcast. I was about to get into the bathtub. I had just heard about human design the day before and was interested in, in instantly interested but it was just like a brief overview. So I found out I was a manifesting generator and I just Googled manifesting generator podcast and I found you guys. And you had my full attention. Like I felt like your voices were talking to my soul and I was just hanging on every word that you guys said. I have listened to that podcast so many times actually and just gone back and felt the same way. But I also remember feeling so shocked that you two were at that point, I didn't really, I didn't know what you looked like or anything, but you sounded like you're half my age. And I was like, (laughs) how do they know this? How are they articulating the way I feel so precisely? Like, tell me more. How do they know this? (laughs) I want to know these girls. Um, But it felt so spot on. It felt really validating and very supportive. I felt so shocked which surprise to surprise, that's part of my incarnation cross, the gate of shock. And that like really initiated me into wanting to really know so much more about it. And then to listen to so many of your podcast episodes after that, and just keep learning and learning and learning. So that's how I felt. I felt like shook and shocked and inspired. And like, like it was something I just knew in my soul was right. There was no like skepticism about it at all. Yeah. Yeah. You have such, you're so freaking intelligent and smart and you have so many gifts. I remember in Costa Rica, like we would be talking about the different gifts and we would say, raise your hand if you have this. And you had like almost every single one. We were always laughing like, (laughs) of course, Kelly. (laughs) You're so gifted and it's, Something that's been so striking about you from the start of our journey of knowing you is just Mm -hmm. how genius you are at understanding these complex uh, things and then finding ways to actually 
live it and use it to support you and your family and your kids and their different Mm. designs. And then weaving Mm. in the nutrition and your background there with health and I, the the word just like genius and smart is like it just uh, constantly comes to mind because every time that I learn from you, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like you get it and you're so incredibly helpful. So I just love learning from you and I love thank you. Um, I love just seeing your gifts shine through and your enthusiasm and everything and how you initiate people into this. And you've initiated your whole family into, um, you know, living their designs and supporting them with that. So I'd love to know a bit about your journey with using human design in your family unit and how that's been, um, how that's been going. Okay. Well, I do remember Dana telling me in my very first reading with you guys that as a 4-1, I learn the best by observing other people. And I never really thought of it in that way. So when you said that to me, I started noticing that. And I that is so true because I really think that that's what you're speaking about, Shana, where I can kind of like observe their actions. And then my one line has learned about like the specific parts of the human design. And then I can immediately make a connection between oh, that's where that's coming from is that specific part. And so when it comes to helping my children, you know, I look at their charts and I can see their gifts and their channels and like where their openness is. So then as I watch them, I'm able to see how they're living out certain parts of their design, like so naturally. And then also I'm able to see where they're like stuck in their low expression of certain parts of their design. Um, and then just speaking to that and helping them, um, well, helping support them in any way I can. Like I have a manifesting generator son and I can really tell when he's lit up by something. It's really, really beautiful. But then he also has emotional authority. So when he's trying to make a big decision, I can see how he really goes on that roller coaster of trying to decide. Like, for example, he was trying to decide what kind of um, sleeping bag to buy because he wants to sleep. He likes to sleep outside in the backyard. And so he wanted a specific kind of sleeping bag, but that's a big purchase for him. And so encouraging him to sleep on it, sleep on it, write it out because he was just always changing his mind about which one he wanted. Um, and I just, yeah. So that I think is how I've been using it with my family is just understanding their gifts and then letting them do it like not telling them what to do as I think I would probably have done before I knew their design, but then just letting them lead. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's powerful. It's like, and it's, and it's, I think uh, a lot of people want to use human design with parenting, but it's like, okay, but how, and it, how is this realistic? Like, how can I really do this when I'm traveling or with their school or with, you know, the conditioning of, you know, different things that I think I need to do or with even just keeping them safe. Um, Mm -hmm. How can I let them be free or be impactful or have that space that they're needing based on their design? Um, I guess what would be your observations or your advice with that? Oh my goodness. Well, I do. I feel like it starts with understanding their design. Like you do need to, to do a little bit of like learning knowledge base, like even knowing what their authority is and what that means and what that might look like. 
because if it's different than yours, you're going to want to read about it and sort of understand what it, what the words are, but then to actually then observe how it plays out for them in real life. Um, and I also, I also think there's keywords that you can say for specific superpowers. Like if they have a channel of, you know, the free, the genius freak channel, my, my splenic projector has that genius freak channel. And so I feel like I'm encouraging him to simplify and connect the dots. And, and I'm asking him questions to explain things like in a little bit more simple type of way. And so I have to understand what that genius freak channel is in order to even support him in that way. Um, so I do think it starts with a little bit of help having to study and having to understand, and it's got to be interesting to you and then observing it and yes. under, and even seeing where I want to take over and where I want to like influence and kind of steer their way and recognizing that has been something I'm still working on actually. Like I, my, uh, my manifesting generator son has channel 3955. So he has a defined root and a defined solar plexus. I have an undefined root and an undefined solar plexus. And I have hanging gate 39 and it is my sun sign. Like (laughs) I am, my incarnation cross is the cross of provocation. And I really see where I contribute to the to the provoking budding heads. I see I see this in myself. And so this is something that I have had to work on as well. So I think in order to support my kids the best, I have to recognize also in myself um, my limitations and where I might need to continue to evolve as well as a person to parent them. Mm, wow. More effectively. So beautiful. Everything you're saying is so powerful. It reminds me of, I've heard someone say once outside of human design, this analogy with parenting, there's like two different types of parents. One is the gardener and one is the contractor. So someone that's a contractor, they have this blueprint for how they want their kid to be and they're going to nail in all the things and try to shape their kid versus a a parent who's a gardener. It's like they study the soil. They study the plant. They want the plant to bloom in the season that it's meant to. And they modify the conditions of the garden. They give it water. They They change things in the environment to be supportive for the natural growth of their child. And that's a a beautiful metaphor, but then it's like, okay, how, like, how do we study our child? How do we know the conditions that are going to be supportive for them? How do we learn the key words that are going to unlock the highest expression Mm -hmm. of who they are instead of trying Mm -hmm. to shape and make them fit into some blueprint that we had, you know, based on our conditioning. So everything Mm -hmm. you're saying is just so profound and it answers all of those questions. It's so true. And it's, it's beautiful how a lot of people, I think like even in their relationship, like their marriage or the romantic partnership, they feel like mm-hmm. I really want, I'm so into human design. I want to know everything about my partner, but maybe my partner's not into it. How do I mm-hmm. navigate that discrepancy? But it's mm-hmm. so true that the more clear you are in just understanding that person and just mm-hmm. holding space for who they are, it naturally helps them rise into their design without you needing to push it on them or project it on them. So I think that Um, Mm -hmm. anyone who's a parent has so much beautiful wisdom that they can learn from you. I'm really excited for that. And I also wanted to ask you with, with having human design in your life, 
you know, this theme of life transitions and transforming and really moving out of one way of being and into the other is something that human design is so good for. I was curious, is there a certain life transition that you like to guide people through? And do you have any experience in your own life with that? Yeah. Oh, yes. I feel I was at this point when I found human design that I would, it, it always finds you at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we so always true. say? Yeah. And it was definitely a point where for the past two or three years before that, I was already going inward and kind of asking myself, what is the point of this life? <laughs> and how can I be better? And then I found human design and I would say the thing about my chart that's really helped me transition um, is learning about my undefined centers, which is open head, undefined solar plexus, undefined root. And especially with the undefined solar plexus, um, being an empath, just even understanding that I'm taking on other people's emotions because all my life I had I think I'd felt that and I had really shut that down. Like I'm a cancer and I was really in this crab shell and I had always described myself as having this crab shell around me and not wanting to express myself, feeling extremely overwhelmed. Like my nervous system was just on edge when I tried to talk about emotions and I would just start crying because my nervous system couldn't regulate. So then what's the point of talking about if I'm just (laughs) crying and I can't get it out anyway? It was very all so uncomfortable for me. And I didn't allow myself to go deep and express my emotions at all. And so when I discovered my human design, I had already started down that path of being more vulnerable with my emotions. So then of course, learning my design just cracked that open it gave me so much more insight that has that really did change my life and helped me through this transition to where I think I'm I'm still in it I'm still learning but boy oh boy is it so much easier for me to talk about on my emotions and to go deep with emotions and to like hold space for myself when I am crying but still talking and not like judging myself for it and then that has whenever I do that and I whenever I do that and I come out of it it is life changing for me. And I know that sounds probably super dramatic, but it is crazy how much more um, round I can, I can like almost quantum leap forward with either the person or with the situation when I'm able to like completely open up my emotional center and just go deep and be comfortable with that. It has really changed my life. And even as a mom, being able to talk about emotions with my kids and almost be like an example of how to do that, um, I think is something that I feel really proud of and something that's really important to me. Um, So I love talking to people about their solar plexus, especially. And it seems that I attract a lot of clients who are also sacral or have undefined solar plexus. And it is true that a lot of them have similar situations as, as I do, where they've just kind of blocked that off and it's been so uncomfortable. And so when I can be really transparent about that and to tell them about my experience, it opens up that door for them to be able to start um, kind of going down that road of trying to shed their conditioning around emotions as well. So that's one area where I really like to help people. Yeah. The um, undefined emotional center. We were just talking about this yesterday in our besties live Q&A. That center 
it's so, there's so much room for growth and expansion and it does, it propels your life forward. And, um, yeah, when you, that's a good way to say it. Yeah. Increasing your capacity to hold space for others and not be rocked from your center or be afraid or feel, um, like scared of how they're going to react. But the more that you let yourself explore emotions and feel uncomfortable, but sit there in it and come back to your own sense of, of what, you know, being cleared out and empty is the, the more you do increase that capacity to hold where it feels good to Mm -hmm. meet people where they're at and go deep and reach the heartbreak and feel all of the things and then come out of it. And I think that's really reflected in you being a four for one as well is your ability to want to investigate and dive in deep and learn all the things. I mean, you're constantly learning and I think it's so beautiful. And then bringing that lightness to that depth and bringing that um, to other people, you're just such a big support in people's lives, like effortlessly. And the trick with that, of course, is being that support for yourself too. And I think that you exemplify that so well, where you truly do help people and you're helping yourself along the way. And that's like Mm -hmm. the balance Mm -hmm. as this energetic leader that you are. It's just so beautiful to witness. Yeah. Because if you think about it, like if my, my life purpose is gate 39, that's reaching for gate 55. I am here to provoke like the spirit out of people. And if that is terrifying, because, you know, when I was younger, I would provoke in a way that wouldn't necessarily feel good because I would feel what they were feeling back in my undefined solar plexus. And that got to be really scary. And I think that's probably part of the reason why that was a little bit conditioned and shut down. But to know that I'm here to provoke the spirit in people and some people are not ready to be provoked and they might not receive it it in that way. And then I have to just like be okay with feeling that they're not ready for that. And that can be so uncomfortable because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want people to take the wrong way. And so I've really done a lot of like, kind of healing, I would say around that gate 39 and provoking the emotions of people and knowing that it's not really my job to determine how they take it. If I'm really following my strategy and authority and coming from like a high expression of my intuition and, uh, and allowing that to guide my, my conversations and things, then I, I can't block and censor Mm -hmm. because it holds me back from my life purpose. And I don't know how they'll receive it. So if I try, if I assume they're going to receive it negatively and they they wouldn't have, then I'm blocking them as well. Yeah, absolutely. You are here to provoke. And I think that anyone <laughs> who is your client, anyone who's your friend, anyone who um, just is in your field gets the benefit of that, of that provoking, that spirit. That's the perfect way to put that. Um, and... And also your genius and all of your knowledge that you're constantly learning with that one line. I think it's just such a huge benefit to clients and also to the world. And I'm just really, really grateful. So I'm curious, where can people find you and connect with your offerings and learn more from you? You have so many great like tips and practical things for people to do to actually live their design or support their kids or support their health and nutrition, where can people connect with you and learn more? 
My website is kellyharringtonrd.com. And I have a blog on there where I write all kinds of human design and nutrition content. And then I also have an Instagram page, dietitian.humandesign. And yeah, I think those are the two best places. Amazing. And I wanted to ask, is there anything else on your heart that you would want to share with our audience um, that you feel people just need to know right now or that that comes to mind? Hmm. Oh my goodness. I just, as a manifesting generator, I just want to tell people that you are here to have fun. I think fun is so important and I think we could be really conditioned to just, you know, like be like, and you, especially if you're a mom and you've got like a schedule and it's easy to just get stuck in the grind, even though you might be following your strategy and authority, like I'll put that out there. Like you may be following your strategy and authority, but you're just stuck in this like routine rut with children, especially. And so make sure you're having fun because I think when you change up your day and you do something out of your routine, it actually makes your days not feel like one is the same as the other as the other as the other. It brings some like differentiation into your life and the days don't go by so fast when you can incorporate something different or fun into your day, even if it's something small, like stopping off at a a shop or something with your kids that you don't normally go to as part of your normal routine. So that is my, just on my heart right now for a manifesting generator is have fun, be light. Like life is supposed to be fun, not so serious. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And I think it's so cool that for each of us, no matter what your type is, when you really go on the journey of embodying your type, you end up then being this beacon for everyone, you know, like as a projector for Shane and I, when we give ourselves permission to make our business more easy, and then we're talking to a generator or a man gen, and they hear how easy we've created something for ourselves. They're like, oh my gosh, you can do something that's easy. And the same thing goes for when I see a manifesting generator that is a beacon of playful, effervescent. Like I always do when I text about man gens, I do like the emoji of someone doing a cartwheel with a rainbow behind and then sparkles because that's the energy that I feel. And when you see a man gen who gives themselves permission to really be playful, it is so deeply impactful and awakening. It really initiates you to remember that we're on this incredible playground with this incredible body that can smell and taste and touch and move. And there's no other place in the universe that we get to experience life like this. It's such a pleasure and a treat and an opportunity to be here. And once you talk to the manifesting generator who's in alignment, we suddenly remember that. So thank you for being that beacon for us. And I almost feel like I have to cry hearing you say that you uh, discovering human design, that our podcast was a big part of it and that our voice felt like a beacon, like they're talking to me because Mm -hmm. I feel that way as well with this podcast. Like I genuinely feel when we share our voices, it's a beacon for those who are on this same soul journey of wanting to create this awareness and really truly love people and help people and spread true acceptance and change the world. And so we are always mm-hmm. like flabbergasted to meet the individuals that we get to connect to through Day Luna. 
And now you sharing your voice on this podcast, I just know I can already feel it on like a different realm. The people who are listening to you and just feeling so called in by you and initiated by you and inspired by you. So I'm just really, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your voice with us and sharing your wisdom with us. It's been such a treat. Mm, I agree. I am so grateful for you guys. You guys changed my life. And just for all the listeners, when I went to Costa Rica to the to the reader training, I found the most perfect carbs for these guys because I just feel like I can't even express into words like how thankful I am for, to them. So I got them each cards and Shana's was, it literally said, I think it was made for Shana or she might've made this card and I just found it. And it literally said on the front, like, if it's not a hell yes, it's a fuck no. <laughs> and yes. I was like, oh, I, this is for Shana. And then <laughs> Dana's was one about, thank you for like being there, helping me grow about mm-hmm. growing. And I just thought that was so perfect for Dana too. And so you guys have just made such a huge impact on my life. I can't imagine having not, you know, met you and I can't wait to do more things with you guys. And so thank Same. you for having me on. I really, really, really more than appreciate it. We are mm-hmm. honored. We are honored and so excited because it's just so aligned. It's so aligned and the energetics yeah. just feel really good. Like that other mm-hmm. dimension, like you said, Dana, it just feels, it just feels it's the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, we love you. You guys know where you can find Kelly. Her links are below in the show notes, as well as on our website, daylinalife.com. She's one of our recommended readers. You can watch her video, read her bio, find her website from there too. So there's so many places where you connect can connect with Kelly. And we are just so excited for you to learn from her genius tips and hacks and blog and be her client because she is freaking genius. And I'm here to be provoked by her. So we love you. Thank you so much for being here, Kelly. Thank you. We are in love with these ladies and everything that they've shared here today. You can find all of their information on our website, daylunalife.com under the recommended readers area and go to their websites, learn more about them. And obviously you can find all of our offerings on our website as well and on our Instagram at dayluna. And if you haven't heard this week and this week only, aka till January 21st, we have launched and opened the doors for our Kiss Goodbye Your 9 to 5 program. So if you are feeling drained and burnt out or not inspired or lit up or liberated by your current work life, this is the program for you. This is a 10-week program where we go week by week with you, teaching you and integrating with you, really letting go of work that doesn't serve you anymore and calling in work that does. So even if you aren't working a nine to five and you're just like, what is my purpose? What am I doing here? What is it that I'm meant to be offering the world? This is a great program for you as well because we dive into your human design in a really personalized way. We dive into your purpose in a really personalized way and we give you the tools and resources needed for you to actually apply this information because human design is powerful to know, but to actually live it and have a program and guides that really walk you through week by week, applying these practices to your life. It literally changes your life. And we ran this program last year and it was amazing. Everyone that joined, it was truly such an incredible journey that we went on with them. And to see where people were at the beginning to the end was absolutely astonishing and just 
honestly what we're here for, like literally our purpose. And this program with this second group, doors will close on the 21st and we're kicking things off on the Human Design New Year, which is January 22nd. And it's going to go for 10 weeks. So we don't know when the doors are going to open again after that. If you're listening to this at a later date and doors are closed, you can join the wait list on our website. And if doors open again, we'll let you know when the next group is going. But you don't want to miss this if you're hearing it now. We're so excited to help you lean into your purpose, share your gifts, and expand your soul in a way that is juicy and delicious and exciting. And also just learn about yourself. Like truly, we teach you so much about yourself in this program. It's one of my favorite things we've ever created. Yeah, same. I'm really excited to go on this journey with you all. And thank you so much for everyone who has tuned in today and got on this episode with us. We hope you're having a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day.